speaking of announcements. Yeah. Boy, do I ever have one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got it. I'm ready. Well, you ready? I'm yeah, ready. Yeah, I'm listening. So, a guy that I know. Okay. I don't think you know him, but I went to Oregon a couple years ago. I don't know if that rings any bells. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember when you did that. I went to visit is getting married. Oh, he, Mazel he, Yeah, exactly, right? That's what I said. I was so excited when he said that to me. Congrats if you're uh, out yeah. there listening. And it just so happens... <clears throat> that I work at the same place as his mom. So I bumped into oh, her and I was like, hey, you know, Mazel Tov. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I was like, uh, your kid texted me. Uh, he, wants my, he wants my address. <laughs> and she was like, oh, is he gonna send you an invitation to the wedding? And I was like, yeah, he is. And she was like, oh, that's so cool. It's in Puerto Rico. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> So that's uh, in December. I will be taking a brick of time off. Nice. Away from the the young streaming community to go on a venture to see my good friend get married in in uh, Puerto Rico. Nice. Hell yeah. Hopefully, if all goes well, and 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 you know the next months pan out right in, in the way they should, then absolutely yeah, piece of cake. Nice, hell yeah. I've yeah. never been to Puerto Rico. I've always wanted to go, though. No, I've never left the country. Well, Puerto Rico is still technically yeah. the country. <laughs> well, I've never left this room. I, I, know what, <laughs> I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. Yeah. I, I, I get it. Um, just a small town boy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's, a, yeah. that's good. I was just much better than the conversation I was having with chat. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just normally I come in and drop some like, no, mad nonsense. That was me being but... seriously. I was just talking about a movie that I said wanted well, made me want to puke just as much as I the food food I just ate really fast. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> just a good segue uh, into the podcast, I think. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about the wave in my hair. So <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, I got my new, I, my wizard throne shirt came in today. Chat. I don't think you guys know. Wizard Throne is. Hell yeah! Is that the super group? That's a super pe- power metal group that is. Uh, Hell yeah! Their album's being released. It came in today. It, it went from uh, Scotland to Germany to the uh, Saudi Arabia to New York, and now finally to me. It took me a month Hell and a half yeah. to get here. Um, what a journey! I, I, I realized <laughs> that it wasn't their fault. It went that where it went. It was my fault because you know uh, us dumb Americans. How when we order stuff from America places, the USA is always the first thing you can click on. America places. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, like if you're ordering, like from Amazon and stuff, and you have like pick your country. Like the United States is usually the top one because we're lazy. True. Um. True. If I ever have to look for it, I'm like, man, this website does not have their shit together. Right. So when I ordered um, this shirt from Europe, because it's a metal shirt and power metal is very European, I didn't realize the United Arab Emirates was the first thing (laughs) on the country's choice. Because like I said, dumb American sometimes. (laughs) So I clicked that. Oh, man. And then I, when I got the package today, I saw they had to cross that out and wrote USA in big letters because I'm an <laughs> idiot. 
but I also have to like good job. Like normally, I feel like most packages places would have just thrown it away. So they yeah, got it good catch. So hell yeah, good catch. Someone there was like, "Huh, this place definitely isn't here." Yeah, this address <laughs> definitely isn't in the Middle East. <laughs> Which I thought was really funny because I was like, kind of like, "Be like, all right, this shirt's taking forever." Like I get it, like COVID and stuff, everything's taking forever. Then I realized I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I've been to a wedding either. Ghost hand. Um. Yeah. What well, what was the last one you went to, Shane? Me? Yeah. Um, what was the last one? I I can't even think of. I a mutual friend of ours. Oh yeah. Was that a couple, years, that a couple ago. years ago? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like um most people. This is kind of off topic for the podcast, but. Most people I know who have been getting married have been having, like, super small ceremonies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm all for. For sure. I'm all for that. I, I've been I, I have no Catholic idea weddings. what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start the podcast. Hi, everyone. Hello. You just heard stories from our IRL lives. So now we're going to do a podcast. Uh this is Ruining Movies. If you somehow have stumbled down the hall, opened the door that says Ruining Movies, this is a podcast in which Shane, that's Shane over there, and me, Zach, your hosts, watch a movie every week, and then with the help of our lovely audience, we ruin that movie by remaking it in a different genre and making it a prequel, sequel, or remake. Tonight, we are covering James and the Giant Peach. But before we get into ruining that movie and talking about how we felt about it, we need to talk about the news. Um, we got so much trailers, so many trailers, so much trailers, so trailerized. Can we just start with Disney? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's start with Disney. Let's start with the big MCU stuff. Uh, let's start with Eternals. Okay. I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. Why? Because it didn't say anything about uh, Oscar thing? <laughs> exactly. I was... I, you were right I about the timing, though. I got the timing right. But I, they didn't say anything about Chloe Zhao, like, which, why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, I feel like that was Yeah, weird. they didn't really say anything about any of the actors. Like, they didn't say, like, Angelina Jolie. Right. She was just kind of there. Right. I mean, the, 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 the cast is so big. So many, like, yeah. really big names. Like, Salma Hayek is the lead, I think. Oh, I know wow. it's Salma Hayek. I just don't know who the lead is in the journals. Um, Kit Harrington, uh... Kumal Nanjani, Angelina Jolie, Gemma Chan. Like, just, it's crazy. Um, But anyway, I don't think the cast was m- the most impressive thing in the trailer. I thought the cinematography was, and that would go all the way back to Chloe Zhao. <laughs> yeah. Um, What do you think of the trailer? Yeah. What, do, what, what, I, what, what are your thoughts? I thought it looked good. I'm excited. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just like a layman dude when it comes to these superhero movies. Like, yeah. I don't particularly expect a lot of substance out of oh, Marvel, no, you know? Uh, yeah. But when it comes to stuff like this, it's like obviously they're going a little deeper into some stuff. So I anticipate it will be interesting. But in terms of the trailer, I just thought that, you know, action. Yeah. <laughs> right, stuff. right. There's yeah. things happening on the screen. I'm excited to see the movie. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think, yeah, like, the cinematography, I thought, looked better than most MCU products, so I like that. Um, But it, this is this movie from the trailer just seems like it's 
Ancient Aliens the movie. <laughs> like, Chariots of the God the movie. Like, I feel like I need to go, like, get my conspiracy theorist books out. Because this is that's pretty much what it looks like in the trailer. It's like, aliens came to Earth. <laughs> They're the gods. Which is hell yeah. 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 And, and I'm down. Right, yeah. I, I don't know too much about the Eternals. Um, except why the fuck did they, they, there was this, like, part over, like, the narration that kind of confused me. Like, the beginning, um, they talk about how they guided humanity and helped them progress and stuff. And then, like, the last part of the trailer is like, but we don't, we never don't interfere. It's like, what? You just, like, you said you guided humanity. Yeah. And now it's like, no, we don't interfere. What are you doing? What? Right. Um, And who, who are you fighting if you're not interfering? Right, I mean, you guys let Thanos snap. Yeah, people go away. Guys, <laughs> better have a good they were gonna, They said that they were gonna do something like when it mattered most. Yeah, was that not when Thanos killed? Yeah, didn't like a universe? bunch of like insane shit happen over the last like ten years? A fucking giant alien attack. Thanos blew up fucking fifty percent of everything. <laughs> crippled all the economies like <laughs> just broke everything and you guys are just like meh whatever yeah really it was just like yeah, all right, cool um but like so the little bit i know about the eternals is like thanos is like their like half cousin twice removed or something so Titans maybe the eternals are like yeah fam yeah Somehow they bump into each other casually at the family reunions. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe what if they're Thanos symp- sympathizers? Oh <laughs> man! Like, yeah. Uh, Ghost Hand says strangely right. reminded me uh, a lot of Prometheus in terms of color palette and tone. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, For sure. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Um. Yeah, they probably gave the basic concepts. It it is. <laughs> it's strange. I I mean, I I. I'm very excited for the director. I think Chloe Zhao is going to make something nice here. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Know. I just he keep saying know. this name, but uh, I don't. I, hold on, please stand by. I I haven't seen a lot of her films, and she hasn't made too many. But she made Nomadland, which won Best Picture. Y- yeah, yeah, for sure. But I've seen her cinematography and like her directing style many times. She did The Writers, Songs My Brother Taught Me. A bunch of short films. Her 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 shots are like very. I want to say like landscape esque, like landscape painting, very very fine art. Okay, um, I'm in. Yeah, I she's like her, her like cinematography and her films are like always from what I've seen. Like I said, I haven't seen um like them as a whole, but I've definitely like seen her like like clips from our movies like we've talked about them like when i was in film school um i don't think i'm on the right person (laughs) maybe i am but i don't know right but uh, anyway um we'll see i mean this is this is an mcu movie wandavision started out being really interesting and ended up with laser beams being thrown at each other (laughs) and that's still one Best fight of the year. And one best fight the at the MTV, MTV Awards. Movie Awards. Why is, is MTV wow. even around still? Is that like. <laughs> is that still. Not to thing? throw shade at them, but like, are they around still? I guess. Enough to put out movie awards. Yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely spelled her name wrong. 
Oh, yeah, totally different person. Yeah, um, and we got the poster, too. Poster, just... It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh, what else came out from Disney uh, this, this week? Uh, there was a new Loki trailer. Oh, I did not watch that. I did not know that. Oh, oh I actually didn't watch it either. I was hoping you were going to just... I've kind of no no yeah I've kind of stopped watching Loki things um and yeah, I just want to watch the show at this point yeah I'm excited yeah, it's right around the corner at this point and yeah. I didn't watch the trailer either because I watched the last little mini one and I, I don't know I've I've been like touch and go with trailers and things but... right exactly exactly um I hope we get some old civilization stuff, like a snippet of life in old Mesopotamia, since the gates of Babylonia are in the trailer. Yeah! Oh, that's what Ghost Hand says in chat for everyone. Um, nice. The Eternals, I, I agree with that. I would love to see kind of like a tree of life. Um, who was that other film that also like went through the different periods of time? Um, uh, like, I would love to see a story where it is like we jump throughout the timeline and maybe not even like a cohesive timeline. Maybe like, um, the story is told by jumping through the entire Eternals, Eternals entire, like history. It's their story. Like maybe we start in yeah. modern day and then we jump back to Babylonia. Then we jump back to like seven to the 1700s. Mm-hmm. Cloud Have Atlas. Seen, yes. Uh, Cloud Atlas is what I was thinking. Thank you. Have you seen, uh, the old guard? I don't think so. That sounds familiar though. It was pretty cool. It had um 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 uh man, Scarlett Johansson, I think. Oh, I'm I'm looking at it right now. Uh it's not Oh Scarlett. dang it. It's um God, what's her name? Uh Charlie's Theron. Yeah, 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 yeah. Charlie's Theron. Charlie's, yeah. Um anyway. That was pretty cool, and it kind of played with a similar idea. Um, they they existed for a very long time. Okay, that's cool. So um, it, it was kind of like Assassin's Creed ish. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, good. yeah. So I guess Loki stuff came out. When is that coming out? That's like June, some like June, June, early June. Is it the first week of June? Let's let's actually see this. June 9th, that is two weeks. Nice. Wait, Loki is being released on Wednesdays? Interesting. Have they changed the date? Terrible idea, if that is true. (laughs) It starts on June 9th and ends July 14th. Great. But wait, July 14th is a Monday. Wait, no, no, never mind. Wait, July 14th. I'm looking at the wrong. Uh, July fourth. It's a Wednesday. They they're doing Wednesdays now. Wednesdays. What are What are they doing? Has, have they changed it every single time? I thought WandaVision and uh, Oh no, those, Falcon were, and those Winter were both Soldier Fridays. were both on Fridays. Yeah, I don't um, know. There has to be. Maybe it. What are they competing with on Fridays? I don't know. I don't know why they changed it. Um. Uh, Fortnite. Fortnite Fridays are changing to because of Fortnite Fridays. Not necessarily Fortnite Fridays, but like, what are they competing with on Fridays? Fortnite. Fortnite. Um, because you know, no school, no nothing on Saturdays. <laughs> stay up late, man. Fuck a movie. Like I got some Fortnite to play. You know, 
if you just like got out of school or whatever. I mean, yeah, that's fair. Not specifically Fortnite necessarily. <laughs> right? No, I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. But I well, yeah. like with streaming though, like streaming. Um, like because like back in the day, like. And still to today, if you're watching cable shows and things on TV, like it matters like when they're on, like you're, you have certain time slots that are more important than others, but like streaming, like doesn't matter that much. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because at a certain point, a bunch of people are just going to fucking wait and then binge them at the end anyway. Exactly. Right. Like there has to be a huge percentage of people that do that. And honestly, I think Wednesday, this might be me being very, like, petty about this. Like, Bro, not, I'm a little busy. <laughs> not many people are going to be watching stuff on, like, Wednesdays. So yeah. that means, like, you're more likely to be, like, have spoilers shown to you. Which is a big problem yes. with anything streaming. <laughs> because, like, in general, like, I am busy on Wednesdays. Same. Like, not doing that stuff yeah um yeah um, i mean i guess i will work it in now but <laughs> i mean i'll just watch it at fucking midnight um talk about disney have you watched any of marvel's modok no but i've heard a lot of good things i heard yeah, that Pat yeah. Oswald has been doing a fantastic job i don't know if it's all out so i i haven't seen it yet but i've, I've heard it's pretty good too I saw some people complaining about the art style. It's like it's stop motion. What the hell are you complaining about? Yeah. You're fine. I'm out of here. I um, thought it was cool, and I've only seen the trailers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks like just like Robot Chicken. I have no problem mm -hmm. with Robot Chicken. Um, I, I don't think there's any more Disney news. Chat, if, if there's anything Disney that you guys want us to talk about, throw it in our chats. I don't think there is, though. Um, but we still have a bunch of movie news, so I think we end the, everything. I'm just gonna end it all when we talk about Army of the Dead. Um, but we, I think we end <laughs> like this section of the news, like before we talk about James and the Giant Peach. We talk about Army of the Dead, so we'll leave that to last. Um, let's stay in Netflix. Well, we even let's stay in streaming services uh, and go to the Netflix. Uh, have you seen anything about Fear Street? No. Is it so, fantastic? I it's not out yet. Um, so okay. Fear Street is based off of the best-selling book series by R.L. Stein. So already, thumbs up for me. For those who don't know R.L. Stein, that's go goosebumps. Yeah, yeah. Um, did I knew that name sounded familiar? Did R.L. Stein ever uh, visit your like elementary school? My elementary school. Um. No, I don't think so. But I had a visit from another person. I'm trying to think. Unless we're not thinking of the same. Is Michigan Chillers different than American Chillers? Yeah, well, yes, but they're the same author. <laughs> okay. But it's not who you think it is. It's I. Well, it's I thought it was American. It's, yeah, it's not Arl Stein. Okay, maybe I. Damn it! I think I thought I Arl Stein visited Jonathan Rand. That dude visited. Like, yeah, that so dude visited a lot. <laughs> Um. Well, anyway, Arl Stein, Goosebumps, good stuff. I read him a lot when I was a kid. Uh, Netflix is doing this thing, a film tr trilogy event called Fear Street. Fear Street was like Arl Stein's like preteen books about slashers and killers. Um, 
so a little bit more mature for when I, a young Zach, was reading Goosebumps. Um, but how they're doing it, I think, is really interesting. So Netflix is releasing the trilogy um, in three weeks. So each movie is being released uh, one week at a time. But like we'll have the trilogy after those three weeks, which I think is really cool and really interesting. So July 2nd, we get part one, 1994. Part 2 comes out July 9th, 1978, and then July 16th goes all the way back to 1666. Okay. I, 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 just, I think that's neat. I think that's cool. Yeah, interesting. Um, I think, and they're calling it a movie event. I, I think it's exactly that, a film trilogy event. Like, I, I, I would love to see more stuff like that, especially because it seems like these three movies, they're going to be standalone movies, but they're also connected. Um, and, like, each week we're going further back in time, from 1994 to 1978 to 1666. Mm. I, I don't know. It, it seems cool. I'm excited. And it's I also like that. Horror. Yeah. I um, like that. Um, did you watch, perhaps, the show Dracula on Netflix? Uh, is that with, um, what's-his-face Benedict Cumberbatch? Or I think it's someone um, else. Um, I, I don't have not, I have not, think I have not watched him? it. But the lady is recognizable. I just can't remember. Anyway, they did the same thing, but in in reverse. Oh, and it, nice! And yeah. it worked phenomenally. So I can imagine that the same thing in reverse and reverse, which is just you know going back in time. Yeah, I was thinking fucking Sherlock Holmes. I don't know why I thought it said Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, <laughs> I've not seen it, but I've heard good things about it. Well, I've heard good things about the first couple episodes. I don't know about the last. There's only episodes. three episodes. They're very long. That's why I Ooh. thought of it as like a comparison because <laughs> it's like they skip a long time between episodes. Okay. But, but it's pretty great. Yeah. And I it's mean, like, it felt like an event watching it. You know what I'm saying? That, that's Yeah. I like the event aspect of it. I like, mm -hmm. it's also like using the streaming services to kind of do its own thing. Like you couldn't do that in <laughs> theaters. Well, like you could, but you wouldn't get as much attention or you wouldn't get as much eyes on it. So like using that part of the streaming service to like actually be like, all right, we're doing this multi multi-story, um, all these movies, different time periods, bam, bam, bam. It's an event. Come check it out. It's kind of like what old school, like, um, primetime television was like, yeah, it's, you don't really have that nowadays <laughs> where it's like, I guess the last time that there was something that big was game of Thrones, which again, Shane and I have not seen. <laughs> <laughs> But like Game yes, of Thrones. but I understand the spectacle. Yeah, exactly. Game of Thrones was a thing. I remember everyone else in our friend group, like, would watch mm -hmm. that, that night. They'd get together. There was parties and stuff. <laughs> and they would, <laughs> except Shane and I was standing out the windows staring in. <laughs> we were never invited. Um, And, like, it was an event. And I think this Fear Street thing is going to be like that. Like, people are going to be like, yeah. it, it's cool. Um, Also, I see now that R.L. Stein has confirmed they're all going to be rated R. <laughs> So that's hell even, yeah, dude. I'm in. I'm in oh, even more. Oh wow. Sign I'm me up. In even more. Because like hell yeah. <laughs> um also hello, Mr. Double Flip, yes. And feel free to participate in chat. 
welcome to the podcast enjoy yes, welcome welcome and yes it reminds me like i still haven't seen the sopranos either i'm, I'm, I'm i still want to watch the sopranos <laughs> i'm losing all oh. my television credit right here but Man, yeah me too it, we're like, doing a hand in hand brother we are exactly <laughs> it is like the old days of television drama like even breaking bad was like that i still mm-hmm. remember the finale of breaking bad and like everyone watching it and yeah just, just everyone talking about it and it was an event so it's cool that we're bringing that back has there ever been a show that we've like gathered for other than like sports (laughs) the oscars but we usually just get really drunk for that (laughs) (laughs) i i don't think so i don't i've never actually been to like a tv show watching party i mean i have not with you. Like, I did, like, the, the Walking Dead in the early days. I nice. I was yeah. very into that. Like, especially season one. Fell off, like, immediately in season two. Right. Though. But later on, I picked everything up. Now, of course, I'm almost all the way up to date. Yeah. But anyway. The, pre- the pre-streaming uh, feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. Pre-streaming days. Like, it's weird to think about the pre-streaming days of television and film. <laughs> Even though it was, like, ten years ago. Um, pre-streaming? That's actually before that. It's like 15 years ago. Yeah, you know, like Blockbuster. And like, uh, oh, you just like mean DVR. like before four times. The before four times, yeah, the before <laughs> four times. When we didn't have vast quantities of entertainment at our fingertips at all times. For a hands up if you remember Mammoth Video, everybody in chat. Dude, oh, Mammoth Video fucking ruled. Mammoth Video, I feel like they were the underdog all through the years. They were. I uh, I miss Blockbuster. Like, there was something about going to Blockbuster, and I know this is like the, like, everyone says this, but like, I totally relate to like, Friday nights, going to Blockbuster, like, the weird smell of popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> just like, stale s- popcorn. S- yeah, stale popcorn <laughs> that was like, stuck to the carpet. I'm going in, like, just, like, looking at all the movies and being young enough that, like, you don't know what any... You don't know what movie is good. So you just mm-hmm. grab one. Um, renting a video game. Oh, yeah. Never turning <sighs> them in. <laughs> Having, a, Having your parents <laughs> pay the late fees. Dude, <laughs> we used to hang out at that one blockbuster. Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I went on my journey to Oregon, I went yeah. to a small town called Bend, and I, I saw the... The last blockbuster. I didn't go in, but you know, Damn. I remember. I saw I Damn. saw it. I said, There you are. I said I'd come to you and Dude, I it was, did. It was like my dream to work <laughs> at like a blockbuster growing up, but they 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 they're gone. They're gone. Yeah, I mean it, it seemed pretty sweet. <laughs> Probably because like be um, kind rewind. <laughs> yeah. Black movie. Yeah, I always thought like Working or anything in, in film would be cool, like working yeah. in like a movie theater or something. Yeah, which probably isn't that fun. Yeah, <laughs> like, no. Awful. Shout out to all the movie theater workers. Yeah. Uh, um. You know. Wow. Well, that was a weird <laughs> tangent we just went on there. I was just thinking. I've uh, seen a lot of assholes in movie theaters. I guess I'd be more fun to like be involved in the film side of things than like oh. the having to deal with jerks. That sounds. Yeah, exactly. Like, same here in America, Ghost Hand. Uh, he says, or they say, uh, here in Brazil, we had lots uh, of local brandless small movies and gaming renting stores, as well uh, as a console set up to play an hour for, like, two bucks. Memories of renting the SpongeBob movie ten times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I, that warms my heart. All of, That whole statement. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I remember 
Like, my most rented thing from Blockbuster was probably the Twisted Metal video game. <laughs> I rented that game so much. I did play a lot of Twisted Metal, but I, I, I really liked uh, to wrestle. I was a wrestler. Yeah, hell yeah. SmackDown versus Raw was my shit. And every hell basically yeah. anything that said SmackDown or Raw or WWF or E, I, I was in. Sign me up. There was always that forbidden room with the beads in the back. As, as oh, oh yeah. you know that room the room that you yeah never... <laughs> you always try to like get a little peek yeah, exactly. and then you're oh just like ah, fuck it video games i just want to if i get rich i'm just gonna remake my house to look like a blockbuster <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> live. that's my weird rich eccentric thing i'll do uh, <laughs> just man, live in a blockbuster there are those awkward moments with your parents at gamestop where they're like sir or yeah. ma'am this game is rated m are you sure you want to do this? And you look at them, and they look at you, and and you're yeah, just like, yeah, absolutely. we want to do this. And then they're like, yeah, I guess we want to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially, like, Ghost End just brought up uh, Mortal Kombat. Like that. Those Like, Mortal Kombat was always the game where I would be like, yeah, ask that. I'd be like, eh. Dude, God of War was, like, the first game that I was like, I want. I have to play this game all the way through. It's rated M. Like I'm, I'm, oh. I'm gonna pick this up. And it was just like the most awkward moment at GameStop because this dude knew exactly what was going on with this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the first first actual game that I bought that was like that, where I got that question and it was awkward, uh, was Killzone. Nice. Do you remember the like original PlayStation Two Killzone? No, was it uh pretty bad? It was just gory as hell. Um, oh. <laughs> God, I missed the Killzone franchise. What happened to Yeah, that? I got Killzone 2 with my PS3 and played the fuck out of it. Yeah, those games ruled. And then mm-hmm. Halo 3 also, uh, and Halo 2 were also rated. <laughs> and they don't feel yeah. like they're rated M. Like, well, I guess right. they do. Is this but, a podcast anymore? I don't know. We're just reminiscing <laughs> about the old times. Um, I gotta say, before we get back to the podcast, I yeah. burnt the shit out of my fucking mouth on this tea before we started this podcast oh, and i've been scared to take a drink of it ever since <laughs> so just take this moment yeah. to yeah. like carry on the podcast and okay. i'll be over here tinkering with this trying to not All like right, hurt myself i'm um, talking about the old days um let's talk about this remake that is coming out. not a remake i don't I, let me make sure let me confirm this news i want to make sure it's on a remake um i think it might not be um it might be just a sequel. Um, it is a reboot. So, this reboot is very contradictory to the original movie because Highlander, there can only ever be one. Yet, we're getting uh, a reboot. <laughs> of course we are. But Henry Cavill says he's starring in it. Okay, sign me up. Uh, you I- know, it's like, it's so weird how this works. You're like, we're doing a reboot, and I'm like, fucking do something original, and Henry Cavill's like, I'm in, and then I'm like, fucking, alright, damn it. Like, uh, I think there, okay, so I think there was a sequel to Highlander, I never saw it, like, the, f- the first Highlander is pretty great. Um, is he like R. Sylvester Stallone? Henry Cavill? Yeah. <laughs> he, I, he probably will, he'll be like the, probably like the Arnold Sylvester Stallone of our time. Um... I think maybe uh, Keanu Reeves is more like that. Um, that's a that's a, yeah okay. But anyway, we're getting a remake of Highlander reboot of Highlander. Um, for those who don't know what Highlander is, it is a late '80s 
film, uh, action fantasy film that was pretty sweet. It's pretty campy, but it's pretty sweet. It's all about uh, these immortal people um, where there can only ever be one. Well, like, there's a bunch of them, and there can only ever be one, and they all have to they fight and stuff. Um, it has Sean Connery in it. Stars in it. A second. Um, anyway, we're getting a remake of it. I... But, like, yeah. So, I kind of had the same thing. I still think they shouldn't remake it. Oh, Christopher yeah. Lambert. Um, but, I mean, Henry Cavill... I mean, Henry Cavill's hot. In, like, yeah, in the sense of, like, attractiveness. And also, like, <laughs> movie-wise right now. Yeah, <laughs> and also, like, his commitment level is through the roof. You know, say say what you will about The Witcher show anyone out there but uh that dude dehydrated himself for like days yeah to play some of those roles and he's not the only person to do that i know like christian bale lost a gajillion pounds to play a role and stuff like that that's all well and great christian bale's like an exception yeah (laughs) that guy is wild respect though uh but i'm just saying like henry cavill's commitment level is up there um yeah i mean he did a whole movie with a mustache because he refused to shave it off. For, for Mission Impossible. Um, yeah, go Sand. <laughs> Highlander 2 is an absolutely an atrocity. It is so bad. Um, I haven't seen either of these movies, so... Oh, we Dude, should, we'll, we'll, watch, we'll watch Highlander one of these times. We'll watch one I'm of these times. Okay, so I'm thinking future live watch party uh, ruining movies. Well, okay. So I actually was gonna talk to you about you to talk to you about this. Eventually, we should do, um, yeah, live like live watching of movies on our Discord and stuff. And then we should take that audio and post them on YouTube. So if someone was watching that movie in the future, they can hear our commentary, like Mystery Science Theater. Be like the YouTube will be like when this beep goes off, start the movie, and then the commentary will line up with the film. It could be just another type of thing we do. Interesting yeah. idea. I was actually just thinking about like, you know, coming over and watching a movie on oh. stream. I mean that too. I mean absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I think we should do live live um especially we should do I mean this is we're just taking mystery th- science theaters things, but everyone does it. We should just watch bad movies. But also Highlander's not a bad movie. We should just watch Highlander. I'm I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it is what I'm trying to say. Um all right. Well, that's all I had to say about the Highlander is that's kind of uh, we haven't really gotten much about the reboot, what it's going to be about. We just know that um, uh, Henry Cavill is going to be starring in it, and Chad Stalisky is directing it. I don't know who that is. Let me look. Yeah, see. same. Oh, he was the director of John Wick. Oh my God, you're gonna give me hope for this oh. movie, aren't you? Fuck. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh man. Next thing you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> oh, why is he directing it? I'm not sad. I'm not mad. He's directing it like that. Actually, makes me want to see this movie now. All right. Okay. Cool. You can. You've got me. Um. All right. Another another high action movie coming to Netflix. Um. That looks really stupid. I'm just going to say that right away. I mean, no, we'll get to that. (laughs) There's more than stupid. Um, The Ice Road. Have you heard of this movie? I feel like one of those, like, fucking radio. Those radios. Have you heard of this? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you about the Ice Road. uh, Okay, so I I want... 
I'm not going to tell you the plot. I want to see if you can tell me the plot. I'm just going to list who's the actors. Okay. Liam Neeson. Nicholas. Liam, oh, okay. Holt McCallany. <laughs> Who? Uh, Holt McCallany? I don't actually, Jesus, I think I uh Oh, he was the guy in Mindhunter. Oh, okay, okay. I'm Bill Tench. Um, yeah, fuck yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Hell yeah. Somebody's getting kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? okay and then, uh, <laughs> amber mid thunder i don't it's probably gonna be her <laughs> no actually it's not um what do you think this movie is about with those that cast in it's called uh, the ice road oh i somebody... will say and also to add on to this the person directing it was the writer for armageddon <laughs> oh well, that threw me off. <laughs> and he directed the 2004 The Punisher. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do I think the plot is? Immediately I'm going to, like, there's a mystery on an ice road and Liam Neeson's at the forefront and has to solve it to, like, save someone. But now that you're saying these things, I'm thinking that, like, something came down and froze the world. And now it's on Liam Neeson and the gang to, you know, fucking fly a spaceship to the moon and push it into an alien or something. You'd think that'd make a much more exciting movie. Um, So this is the synopsis, the summary. After a remote diamond mine collapses in the far northern regions of Canada, an ice driver leads an impossible rescue mission over a frozen ocean to save the lives of tramped miners despite thawing waters and a threat they never see coming. Oh. From the trailer, the threat is people are trying to assassinate them on their way there. <laughs> it's literally, like, it starts with Lauren Fishburne going around to all the other main characters and, like, recruiting them Fast and Furious style to go drive across the ice road. Gosh. So, I was almost there. You were there. <laughs> I mean, you were close. It just, I watched the trailer before we started, and it just it looks so stupid. Um, I recommend anyone watch the trailer. It, it looks like... A hoot. Um, <laughs> I will. I watched the trailer for The Green Knight. Finally, I told yeah, you. Yeah, what do you think of it? What, you, what thoughts? I'm excited. It's a lot different than I kind of thought it would be. Right. Okay. After like your description and us having spoken about it, but yeah. I'm still equally excited. I think it looks great. I mean, I'm, I'm really hyped. It's just, uh, I don't know why I had a vision of like this. Um, trailer like putting me in the same mindset as like the, the Vich or like the, the lighthouse the or something, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, some Vich. Robert Edgar stuff. But right. it was it was like more like epic it's, upscale, it, yeah, more epic, that. more like miss like. Uh, uh, it looks very cool. I like the cool. the idea that they're putting out there, the story they're trying to tell. It's, it's all very mm. interesting to me. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um. All right, so uh, that's okay. There's one last movie I want to talk about. Almost, is there any? I'm gonna to to talk about the last night in Soho. Um, actually, there's one other thing. Let's talk about um, before that. Okay, yeah, yeah, go ahead. We'll, we'll talk, I only last, have uh, one more movie I want to talk about, <laughs> yeah, other last, than James and the Giant Peach. Is it Army of the Dead? 
Hell yeah, We'll it get is. to that at the end, because I have a lot Why to do I feel like that. we're going to be just choking each other on the opposite sides of this fence? Probably. <sighs> I feel like so. I'm ready to fight. Um, all right, so did you see the images for the new Uncharted movie? I didn't know Mark Wahlberg was in it. He is? No, the only images I've seen were of Tom Holland, but I wasn't sure if they were real. Were they real? Is it Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg? I'm getting more yeah, excited. Tom, I... Oh, uh, is Tom Mark, Hardy going to be in it too? Mark Wahlberg does not make me excited for movies. Well, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I understand why. I just, I like him. I, like I don't him. think he's a good actor at all. I I don't entirely disagree with that, but I just like him, you know? That's fair. Um, I mean, Tom Holland is a good actor, but I think Mark Tom Wahlberg's Holland's not. Mark Wahlberg just plays Mark Wahlberg, which... It's, I, Hopefully this movie was written around him. Yeah, hopefully he's not there long. <laughs> Uncharted, the Mark Wahlberg edition. Um, and he, yeah, so it's just an image of um, Tom Holland holding a flashlight and Mark Wahlberg standing behind him. It's nothing exciting. Okay. I just didn't know Mark Wahlberg was in it. I wonder if he's going to be Sully. He is supposed to be Sully, but he doesn't have the mustache, which just sucks. Why, why doesn't he have the mustache? Interesting. Okay. We'll see how this goes. I don't know. He's not... Sully was like an older dude. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg does not look like Sully at all. <laughs> yeah, you should have cast J.K. Simmons. He's on a roll right now. I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, he would have been Tom Holland, like, this image doesn't do anything because, like, Tom Holland doesn't look like Nathan Drake in it either. <laughs> oh. Like, hmm. it literally looks like it's just Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg hanging out in a crypt together. <laughs> just... Ran away from some zombies. Yeah, actually, now that I look at this more, it's like, this could be like, you could remove the Uncharted movie, it could just be like, them hanging out together. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up. Hold on. Yeah, if you go to r slash movies, it's, uh, uh, should be up there. See Tom Holland. I'm looking for the Mark Wahlberg one. I just Googled it like a genius. Nice, that works too. It's not coming up though. I'll send it to you. Thanks. <laughs> I could have done it the easy way. I got you. Oh shit. Yeah. If if I send that to you without telling you what movie it was from, could you tell me what movie that is from? <laughs> Uh, no, that just looks like two Nathan Drakes. <laughs> Nathan Drake and his twin brother, Nathan Drake. Right? It's like... I don't get it. It just it looks so generic. Um, which, again, like, we've talked about, like, when, like, we get releases for, uh, like, film and stuff, where it's just, like, the photo, it's kind of like, eh, I don't really care. But, like, at least, like, yeah. the other ones we talked about with the new, um... Scorsese film, at least that looked like unique and had like some design to it. Like I feel like that just looks like it could be in a National Treasure movie. No, no shade throwing a National tre <laughs> Treasure, but like you could say like Mark Wahlberg, Tom Holland in the new National Treasure movie, and I'll be like, all right, cool. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if you told me that Nicolas Cage took this picture. Exactly, and I agree. Ghost hand Nathan Fillion should be Nathan Drake. Like, no shade at Tom Holland, but Nathan okay. Fillion should be Tom Drake. Nathan Looking Drake. him up. Oh, yes. Man. Sign well, me up. Like, he should be Nathan Drake. He should have been in an Uncharted movie forever ago. 
Wow. Okay. Okay. Hollywood, hit us up. You guys are <laughs> fucking up. Like, I got places Tom Holland could be. Yeah, he could be in a lot of other things. I mean, he could be fine in it. Like, it just, it, this seems generic to me. Um, I'm sure he's going to do a great fucking job yeah. because he's Tom Holland and I like him a lot. So, but I I think uh, Ghost Hands on to something with Nathan Fillion here. Oh, absolutely. That'd be a good casting move. And I think him and J.K. Simmons would just nail it. Yeah. Who, who, Antonio, Antonio Banderas is supposed to be in it too? Okay. Interesting. Okay. Uh, what has this person directed before? A bunch of TV. A bunch of TV. Okay. Which isn't like the worst thing. He directed Venom. Okay. And Zombieland Double Tap. I didn't see that. I didn't either, but I heard it's generic. (laughs) (laughs) He also directed American Housewife, some Superstore episodes. Okay. um, Jimmy Kimmel Live episodes. Interesting. This is taking a weird direction. All right, he did Zombieland, which I'll give him credit for Zombieland. I don't know. I don't know. I'll just throw an I don't know. There was test wow. footage with, uh, for an Uncharted movie with Fillion. Oh, my God. Why didn't they just do that? Nathan Fillion, like, didn't get, like, deserved so much better. Him and uh, Brendan Fraser. Yeah, I they like both Brendan Fraser a lot. so much than they got. Um, all right. So, there's a little bit of television stuff I want to talk about, but uh, while we're in movies, let's talk about uh, Last Night in Soho. Did you watch the trailer? No. Oh my Should God. I have? Yes. Um, what is it? Oh my God, it's Edgar Wright's new movie. Oh, I should have watched it. How long is it? I might make you watch it right now so we can talk about it. It's two minutes and 27 seconds. I think you should watch it. Am I allowed to watch it on stream? Uh, no, there's music. I mean, you could play it without the audio. Um. Uh, I'll send it to you. It's up to you. Um, I think it is worth talking about, though. Okay. BRB chat. Yeah. Chat, I'll talk to you guys. Uh, if you guys have not seen Last Night in Soho chat, I also am going to post it in chat recommend watching it it looks so good um it's also going to lead into the film we're going to watch next week but anyway it's edgar wright's new movie so excited for it um we also got some teasers for it and stuff too i think we got a poster too the poster's really cool i might actually pick up the poster or the wall behind me oh no we didn't shit Uh, it looks. I'll talk about this. Yeah, it's gonna. It's great. So it's gonna be visually stunning. Uh, when Shane's done watching it, I'm gonna talk about um, Italian horror because it seems like Edgar Wright is pulling from Italian horror of the 70s, um, and 80s, and 60s, like Mario Bava, um, and that's. Ugh. I I I'm a horror person. I like horror. Um, I really like italian horror it's just always so visually stunning so i'm excited uh, we talked about when we talked about hot fuzz how edgar wright is very good at taking 
homages and his love for filmmaking and making something great from it. And I think Edgar Wright is kind of a known as a horror guy. So being his first horror film, I think he's going to absolutely kill it. Um, the acting looks great. I, 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 it just it looks great. <coughs> oh, excuse me. But anyway, we're gonna watch Suspiria. Suspiria for next week. I'll tell Shane that I don't a movie that I've actually not seen. Um, which is surprising because that's supposed to be the best Italian horror film. But uh, Mario Bava. I recommend to anyone really. Black Sabbath, Black Sunday, Blood and Black Lace, all very good films. And if you saw uh, uh, Del Toro's um, film, oh god, what was it? Del Toro. Okay, I'm back. Yeah. Alright, let's talk about it. That movie looks... I'm so excited. I'm I'm just so excited. It looks so good. This is Edgar yeah, Wright's first dive was, into horror. I was gonna say, this is like a for real horror film. Like, it looks Hell spooky. Hell yeah, it is. It looks spooky. And it's gonna lead into what we're watching for next week. Um, Perfect. So, cool. So, yes. More Edgar Wright or more horror? More horror. Uh, specifically Ooh. Italian horror. Because cool. that's exactly what that film looks like. It looks like, um oh, there's a term for Italian horror. That type of Italian horror. Uh, it starts with a G. Let me find it. Um, uh, Giallo, uh, which is like a mystery-themed horror film that is shot very stylistically. Um, Mario Bava is one of the known directors who does it, and so is Dario Argentino. Um, and it, again, I was kind of talking about chat. Uh, oh, Edgar, Edgar Wright. What? What's up? Uh, oh, hold on. I think... Give me a test. Give me a test, Mike. Test. 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 One, two. Test. Test. Okay, it should be good. Sorry, you're good. Carry on. Okay. Um. Anyway, we. I was talking to Chad about how Hot Fuzz was Edgar Wright's like homage to like action films. Like this looks like his homage to like Italian horror and just horror in general. Um. So for next week, we are going to watch the greatest. Or, I have actually not seen this film, which is very disappointing because I do like Italian horror and it is the most known Italian horror film and most. The one everyone talks about. Uh, we're going to watch Suspiria, the 1977 version. Suspiria. Okay, yeah, I, I've heard the name before, but I've never there, seen the movie. There was a remake recently that was supposed to be pretty good, but we're going to watch okay. the original 1977 one, and it is somehow on YouTube. Nice. <laughs> so for free? For free, somehow. Whoa. <laughs> I don't think it's been up for like oh, a year or two, but it, it's still up there in full movie. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and if that, if somehow that gets taken down because of bad luck, uh, Canopy has it, um, for those who don't know what Canopy is, if you have a library card, you can watch a bunch of free movies on it. <laughs> nice. I highly recommend. it. Visit yeah, your local library. Absolutely. Shout out to your local library. Uh, so yeah, we're going to watch Suspiria. Um, it's supposed to be one of the best Italian horrors, and I think that's where Edgar Wright is going with this, uh, last night in Soho. It, like, looks, like you said, it looks genuinely, like, scary yeah no it looks spooky i i'm like i was like genuinely a little on edge as i watched the trailer yeah um it looks pretty pretty like interesting too it looks like there's Mm -hmm. like some weird like time stuff going on in it 
Mm-hmm. Um, did I tell you I watched uh, the New Mutants last no. week? So the reason I bring that up is because um, uh, what is there? Anya Taylor Joy is in last uh, last night in Soho. Um, but she was also in the New Mutants. The New Mutants really was not good. Um, that's what I heard. It has so much potential. I, I was kind of actually really disappointed in watching it. Um, I knew it was bad, but like, it like a uh, superhero X Men like horror film had the possibility of being so cool. Um, yeah, it kind of sucked. But uh, anyway, uh, Anya Taylor Joy was like one of the better people in that film, like acting wise, and she was also in the Queen's Gambit, um, and Peaky Blinders and stuff. So she's she's like also kind of like blowing up right now. Um, hmm. so cool. cool. Yeah, she, she looked like she was uh, committed to not yeah. having a good time. Exactly. Um, so that's exciting. Um, I'm excited for it. It sounds like it's coming out in October, so could that's you, the horror month. Could you message me the name of the movie of the week? Yeah. Chat's telling me they think it's uh out of copyright. It's aged out of copyright. It's from 1977. I don't. Think I don't it's aged think... out of copyright. Yeah, I I think it's like 70 years for copyright. Yeah, it came out in 77. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I gotta say, man, the sort of pathway that we've taken on this movie podcast has been yeah. really interesting. It has. I've enjoyed it. This is our second like experimental Italian film. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of crazy because like obviously italy for those who don't know film history is like is a very big part of film history i mean we've talked about spaghetti westerns we've talked about italian horror we've talked about uh the new avant-garde of italy and all that kind of stuff but like we haven't talked about like france or like the soviet union or like british films yet well we kind of did with like edgar wright um but it's kind of interesting that we keep going back to italy <laughs> Yeah. Well, I keep bringing us back to Italy, but I'm cool with it. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I uh, th- I have not seen this film, which is like a big mark oh, on my I, record, which is so disappointing because I I, like I ge- yeah I genuinely love Italian horror. It's so, always so stylish. Um, the colors are all my favorite thing, which sounds so basic, but like you'll see when you watch this. Like yeah. Italian horror has this really nice color scheme to it. Nice. Um, I, yeah, I'm excited. I like that we're watching a movie that neither of us have seen. Exactly. Um, that, and it's horror. This true. is the first horror movie we're doing. I mean, okay, Train to Busan. Um, yeah, that was like the only one, but we didn't pick it because it was a horror. Right. We picked it because it was, uh, I don't know why we picked it, but not it's because it really was a horror. <laughs> yeah, it's just very good. That was the first one, right? Uh, no. We did a Color Out of Space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which also was a horror. I don't. I don't know why I'm not thinking those are horror movies in my brain right now. Well, that's what I was saying about the arc, though, because we did a couple horror, and then yeah. we did, you know, a couple of like experimental films, and then yeah. we did Some a couple of comedies. animated films this week, and we had yeah. comedies, right? Did we yeah. do comedies? Yeah, we yeah. did um, Hot Fuzz, and um, yeah, and Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. So it's it's like this like sort of path that we've taken has been been very interesting. I, I like it. Yeah, our absolutely. choices have been very good for one another's choices. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so before we talk about Army of the Dead, because I know everyone is just uh, waiting so long to talk about it, 
Uh, let's talk about TV stuff. Uh, we don't really have much going on here. The Friends reunion is coming up. I don't care. <laughs> do, uh, but I do have a question to chat and you, Shane. Is okay. there any reunion for a show that you would be like genuinely like excited about? No. It's same. I don't get the appeal. Especially not for stuff that's like over. I will yeah. say I really liked El Camino, which was the film follow-up to Breaking Bad. But yeah. I wouldn't count that as like a reunion necessarily. But like, you know, they did uh, Girl Meets World with like the Boy Meets World follow-up. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I didn't watch that. I didn't watch Fuller House or anything like that. Star Wars, because half of them are dead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fair, Thanks, fair point, fair point. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, in retrospect, like, all the shows that I watched when I was younger, like, to completion, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, I just... Nothing stands out. Yeah, when something's done, it's done to me. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I don't, I don't even think it's like a reunion show, it's like, they're all getting together and talking, and just... I don't, mm. I don't know. It's just never, never appealed to me, but it's like, always a big event for people. So I was just yeah, I mean, like, they did the Office one during, you know, all this there was a COVID lot of action. During COVID, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see any of them. And, like, like I'm an avid, avid uh, Office watcher. Yeah, I'll say, like, the they did a Lord of the Rings kind of reunion um, during COVID that was pretty neat. Yeah, I heard it was pretty cool. Didn't watch that one either. Yeah, I watched uh, parts of it. It was cool. But, like, also, like, I don't know. I, the, I just, the Friends thing is, like, every other ad I've been getting is the Friends reunion. And I'm just like, I don't like, Ooh, who's this? Yeah. Well, obviously, Friends is like the biggest television show of all time. I don't really care for it. Um, so yeah. Um, along with that, Bo Burnham's new uh, special is coming out May thirtieth. We've talked about that a little bit in the past. I'm excited for that. So uh huh, uh huh. I was actually just talking about him recently too. Nice. Yeah. So we should be able to uh, talk about that next week if we both watch it. Um, uh, like pretty, pretty. Yeah pretty short so i'll probably watch it um and rick and morty is coming back i have not watched rick and morty mm-hmm. past season two so i but i know people are excited for it. it has there been an announcement to like when it's coming out no i don't think there's ever an announcement i know i've seen the trailers and stuff but oh um, oh and there's something I, Stan wants us to talk about too after we talk about i didn't this. watch the trailers but i saw that they were out uh, and I see there's also going to be a spin-off series called The Vindicators, you know, like from that weird Avengers group. Yeah, yeah, okay. Neat. But it's like going to be like a digital-only thing. I don't know. Rick and Morty, I, like, um, I just, like, I, I liked it the first two seasons, but, like, I kind of felt after it was like, oh, all right, I've had enough. Um, Not in, like, I think it's bad that it's still going. Um, I just, it just didn't have that sticky, like, a, like, it didn't stick to me, I guess, in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, I still think like the first two seasons were pretty great. I've seen it all. I've enjoyed it all. I'm excited that there's more. But like I'm not to that like hyper fanboy level of You're not going to McDonald's and hoarding the this... Yeah, like I'm I'm not like that nuts about it, but like, you know, I've watched it, it's funny. I've kept up with it, uh, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's always sunny. Like the first two seasons mm-hmm. were great. I watched them, but like a lot. But I haven't like watched any of the new seasons, and like I'm kind of okay with that because like the early stuff was so good. Yeah, see, I'm on the other side with that too. Like I've watched 
all of it's always sunny yeah. so many times. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that I am like a fanboy of. Right. I mean, Sunny's always fantastic. It deserves to be the longest running like TV show or whatever. Not TV show, be a soap opera. Soap. Like it's like longest running <laughs> comedy or something. I don't know. It has something for being a long, long. Yeah, it has some record. I don't know thing. what. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, Ghostan brought up earlier in chat. Uh, we have something we have not talked about yet. I think we might have talked about it a little bit. Um, but the Powerpuff Girls live action remake. We have uh, talked about that a little bit. Uh, they say, uh, have you guys seen the post? Uh, Powerpuff Girls live <laughs> action no. reboot was canned and is being reworked. The script leaked and it's bad. I mean, I uh, could have probably yeah. called oh, that. Imagine that. <laughs> I could have no. called that. I've seen the like ads and stuff for it, and just like again, oh, we did talk about this because I said mm-hmm. the same thing. Who wants this? Yeah, like wh- who are you marketing this to? Like who everybody that likes this, this, like either aged out of liking this or yeah. hates this idea. Exactly. Like who wants this? Like a gritty remake of the Powderpuff Girls is so fucking weird. Power Give me a live. Pu- what, what did I call it? Power powder. Powder. It's not powder. It's power. I know. I know. Uh, <laughs> give me the rowdy rough boys. That was like their. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was their rivals, right? Give me with just like the gang green gang. Like yeah, that's... like a live action remake of them <laughs> would be sweet, actually. Going green. Wait. In the reboot, bubbles fucking murder Jojo Jo. Mojo what Jojo. The what the fuck? fuck? This is a CW it's... show. Oh, I need to find the script. That's crazy. I need to find wow. the script. Speaking uh, of power over powder, there was also a Power Rangers trailer. Like a like television movie? I don't know. I didn't watch it. There's, I mean, there's been like a new Power Rangers. I always Rangers. do this. Like I'm like, here's this tidbit of information, but don't rely on it. Um. But yeah, uh, that's yeah. crazy. Powerpuff Girls. I'm gonna have to find the script. Maybe, maybe if I find the script for next week, maybe we'll do a live reading of it or something, or we'll do like a bonus <laughs> stream. I'll do a live reading of it. We'll do what a table read. Or... We'll get some oh, people. Yeah. We'll do a table read. That'd be actually pretty funny. Hell oh yeah. my god, we should do table reads of really shitty scripts sometime. Oh, dude, I want to be Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. No. no. Bubbles, why? Oh. <laughs> uh, that's just so weird. Uh, oh. Okay, I'm going to throw this out to chat. Another question into your shame. What would be another awful live-action remake of a Cartoon Network show? Would it be Cow Courage the Cowardly? Oh, actually, Cow and Chicken would be disturbing. <laughs> but Boneless Chicken would just be a real chicken with no bones in it. I was going to say Cow- uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um... That would uh just because I think the animation made that show so creepy. Yeah, I I like the animation, and I feel like if you take the route that my brain went, which is just an old ass couple with a lap dog, the lap yeah. dog has no personality, and that that's what I loved about exactly. the show. Uh, let's look up Cartoon Network shows. Eustace. That, that <laughs> show like traumatized me, but it was so good. It's so good. Um, I don't care about any of the old. Like the newer stuff. Yeah, like how old are we talking here? Because they just did a Tom and Jerry movie. Uh, yeah. Um, let's see. 
The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy would actually be a pretty sweet live action remake. Have um Bruce Campbell in it as like the <laughs> character. Like in that show, there's like literally like a Bruce Campbell stand in. Like nice. with the chainsaw hand and everything. Um I feel uh, like Samurai Jack they would probably do awful if they try to do live action. Uh, Ed and yeah. Ed and Eddie is actually my my choice for a really oh, s- awful that'd be weird. live yeah. action. Yeah. Okay. Follow up question: Who do you cast as Ed, Ed and Eddie? I want an added. I want an animated version of Joe Exotic. <laughs> if okay, so if they did a Samurai Jack live action with Keanu, <laughs> like I would be in for that. But if it was like a CW show, I think it would be awful. Um, CW who would be Samurai Jack. The Wahlberg brothers. <laughs> there's like seven of them i don't know all their names or the baldwins the baldwins you get three real brothers yeah that is really funny all oh, the hemsworths <laughs> all yeah. i would actually watch that though that'd be pretty sweet uh what's like what are famous actor siblings liam luke and chris hemsworth that would be so funny <laughs> ashley elizabeth uh... and mary kate olsen <laughs> Actually, Andrew Wilson, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson. <laughs> Actually, that's that's my vote. <laughs> I don't even know who Andrew Wilson is, but oh, uh, they'd Luke make Wilson. a good at it, Nettie. Yeah. Oh, the Hemsworth. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh. Oh man. Unseen as Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, actually John Cena is that would be Okay, if okay. So I think the consensus here is if it's a CW remake, it would be awful. But if it was like an actual probably budgeted like Ed and Eddie with like John Cena and stuff, like I'm in. <laughs> uh, John Cena, Dave Batista. Uh, who's, oh, another, who's another man, wrestler man. turned actor? Funny. It wouldn't work because you could only see two of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this this is this is my pitch: John Cena, Dave Bautista, The Rock, Ed, Ed oh, and Eddie. <laughs> Just three really buff dudes. Do you remember the wrestling episode of Ed, Ed and Eddie where they uh, the, they they wrestled the Kanker sisters? I think so. Yeah, The Rock is. Oh, oh yeah, The Rock is Johnny. Uh, <laughs> who's Rolf? Taika Waititi. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh man, this is this is our starcast. <laughs> All right, let's let's go into some actually. Hard <sighs> John Cena and The Rock. <laughs> oh, I think we I, we started with this big awful to something that I genuinely want to see happen. <sighs> All right. Oh man, an All Star cast. All Star cast. Oh my god. Okay, um, let's talk about Army of the Dead. Yes, finally, I've been chomping at the bit. I don't. I, I'm just. <laughs> Why don't you to, start? I, I'll start. So I want to say I went into this as much smack talk as I talk about Zack Snyder. I went into this movie with an open heart, an open mind, to give him a benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I fucking hated this movie so much. I it took me three tries to finish it. 
Oh, man. I was that bored. It took me three times to finish this two and a half movie. I... Uh, what? Did you like it? Uh, I think this is Zack Snyder's magnum opus. I think it's his worst film. <laughs> Hands no, down. I don't. I don't think it's his magnum opus. The I would give it if I could rank it like one to ten. I, it was like, it's probably like a five. It's a three. Five. It's a three five for and me. a half for me. I just. It's not like a top tier movie. It's certainly not a top tier zombie movie. Um, but I like Dave Bautista a lot, and you know, guns are cool. And... The thing is, I like Dave Bautista too, but all the characters are so poorly written. That's true. Like, I did not give a shit about anyone in the movie. At all. <laughs> they were all just, like, witty people that existed. And they did that little team thing that you were talking about earlier. Like, the yeah. Fast and the Furious-style team yeah. thing. They gathered up. They talked, like, a little bit. They exchanged a little bit of um, banter. But uh, ultimately, I... it's like, when you met them, you just you just knew, like, they were going to die. The only person that I even cared about was Dave Batista, and to be clear, I did not care really about Scott whatever. I, I care about Dave Batista. Right, right. I don't even know their care. I don't know the characters' names. <laughs> um, so, that's a thing. So, let, let me start with my complaints with this. First of all... Not to mention the plot was weird. The cinematography in this film made me want to throw up. <laughs> Dude, it was so fucking blurry. Have it you seen was. the Dead Pixel memes? Yeah, there was dead pixels in this film. <laughs> there was fucking dead pixels they, in a multi-million broken camera. They had to, but even that, like, you can edit out dead pixels. I know it's hard, but you have mm -hmm. a budget. Oh God, it was it had such an interesting concept, but it felt so short. But the cinematography. So what he did is he I I read an interview of with Zack Snyder about the movie after, which just pissed me off more. Um, <laughs> he he wanted to get this like charming like high-tech mixed with high-art style for this movie. Um, so he went and got a bunch of lenses from the 70s and 80s and put them on his very fancy cameras. And he talked about how he wanted a very low depth of field, which makes everything blurry and only things, some things in focus, because he thought it would be a great artistic choice. It fucking sucked. This movie was so blurry and so infuriating to see. You're in Las Vegas, a place that is so exuberant and huge and is las vegas is literally all about just all glitter and glam and nothing else and you shoot this film so you can't see any of it yeah uh it was as blurry as some of his movies like as much as they have slow motion right and oh my god the slow motion um and there was still slow motion in this naturally there was there was an another thing sparky and my dog is like looking at me like I'm mad at him. I'm not yelling at you. I'm You're mad. At He's uh, mad, Sparky. I'm, I'm not mad at He's you. He's pissed. I'm just letting I'm him go. I'm letting I'm the dog pissed. off the leash. Both of them. Uh, uh, then let's talk about the things that could have been exciting that never got any follow-up. Someone made a joke that we need to make a new literary term, a new filmmaking term for this movie. You know, like Chekhov's gun, where it, it yeah. says if you see a gun or a sword or like an important item in yeah. a movie, it will come back Chekhov's later. Chekhov's safe. Check off safe or like the Saul. 
the saw that that made yeah. one character carried around the entire time, he did not get used once to kill an entire ant. Exactly. He never even used it. There was a scene in this movie <laughs> where someone else touched it and he got all super angry. He didn't kill a single zombie with that saw. No. And then he Indiana Jones his way to victory. Yeah. Oh my god. And then can we t- the plot itself? <sighs> so it's crazy. I would not have a problem with the t- plot if it tonally it decided what it wanted to be. The movie wanted us to take it seriously, but at the same time had a news cycle going on saying the president moved up the nuke and he's sorry that he was going to do on july 4th because he thought it would be cool that's an exact quote from the movie yeah (laughs) it's like you're you're shot this very seriously um oh my god and yeah their 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 jokes didn't really land because of the atmosphere that they provided and then you had this like Plot that sort of made sense, but again, the other things that I just said sort of work against that. Right. And then intermingled with that, you've tried to do this like new thing with zombies and stuff. Yeah. Um. And and I could have grabbed onto a lot of these things, but all together, they it just kind of made a, like a menagerie of mess. Right, and, like, the plot was, like, the okay, the plot was simple. The plot was doable. Like, mm-hmm. I, you, the plot was, like, okay. I mean, the nuke thing, like, it, but, oh, yeah, my frustration's coming out. If you have a nuke about to blow up a city, sure, that is a plot device. I don't care. I'm not going to say that's a bad plot device. But you have to have your fucking characters show urgency. Right. Everybody's <laughs> so lackadaisical, like, the entire time. Like, Meandering about- around. The city is about to get nuked like in an hour, and they go and just do random bullshit. <laughs> and uh, oh my god! And then the daughter, this whole side quest, which everyone like, it seems like the movie really wants us to care about the daughter. I didn't like her at all. Um, no, was she to had go, ninety minutes. Yeah, was to go rescue. Uh, I think her name was Gita. Gita, yeah. We don't see her after she gets captured. There was no payoff there. No, like, uh, well, no, you, you, they get to the helicopter, like, they make it to the roof, and he's like, oh, she left us, and then they get on the helicopter, and then the helicopter crashes, never mentioned again. Yeah, exactly, like, there should be some payoff in a movie. There should be some payoff. There was no payoff. Also, if you look at the plot even deeper, the, the whole thing that the casino guy wanted was the head of a zombie, just make that the story like i don't think anyone there in the group would have been like disappointed or like been like oh that's what we're doing no way right they're in a fucking heist mate (laughs) yeah and then let's all work together the lady who (laughs) comes with the social media guy jumps through a window kills a bunch of zombies and instead of in her last three minutes of living being like that guy's screwing us all over (laughs) she just sits there She's like, she's like, go. It's like you could, you had time. I'm sorry, you had time. She just sits there and dies. It's like when there's like fucking five seats on the escape pod and there's one person in it and the dude's like, you go. I gotta go back. There's not yeah. enough room for both of us. And just like runs to his death for no reason. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, this... <laughs> It took a totally different approach than I anticipated. I'll give it credit for that. 
I mean, like the, I, yeah, it did, I didn't think it went the way that the trailer kind of presented it necessarily, but that doesn't. That's <laughs> that not. I don't think anything. like that doesn't mean anything. You had <laughs> like literally, you had a possibility of being a very fun movie, mm-hmm. heist, a casino heist in Las Vegas after a zombie uprising is a cool story. Mm-hmm. It is a fun story that I would watch over and over again. But Zack Snyder did his thing where he just makes it so complicated. It's like Zack Snyder doesn't know what people want. <laughs> like, Yeah. I feel uh, like he had like a Charlie board behind him, you know, like the Pepe Sylvia thing. Yeah. Um, and that was like how he, he wrote this movie. I, I can't get over the blurry shit, though. Like the first time that I saw I, it, I was like, was okay, so that's fucking annoying. And I didn't even notice the dead pixels. And then I, I did notice it today when I was watching a thing, and I was like, oh shit, that, that's actually pretty obnoxious. I didn't re- recognize that that was a thing. Right, yeah. So there was dead pixels. Like, honestly, I'm all for artistic choices. I'm all for filming things in interesting ways. I, I'm all for that. Like, I'm an experimental filmmaker at heart. But just doing something because it's artful and it looking that bad is not a good excuse. Right. That movie genuinely looked horrible. Um, okay, so I'm looking at this list right now of all the other things that there was no payoffs, but so many setups. The Saw. The Rain to Wake Up Zombies, which is a very interesting idea. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think about that. That's another Chekhov's gun thing. You, like, you call it out, say, oh, they're all dry and, like, they come Mm -hmm. alive in the rain. That's a good setup. That's a cool idea. (laughs) It's funny that you say that because I remember as I was watching the movie... When she said that, I thought to myself, oh, shit, like, it's going to rain. They're all going to fucking wake up. And I never yeah. thought about that again until this fucking moment when you're well, telling me that there was no payoff. Idea. Um, all the alien talk, like, the, the, the zombie coming from Area 51. Uh, there was yeah. actually, if you look back, there was two UFOs in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. That never came back. That's an interesting no. thing. He just gives you, like... Gives you like three things to kind of bite onto as to yeah. like maybe why the zombie thing started, and then you don't ever really get an answer. And the thing is, like I like a lot of zombie movies do that, and I'm fine with that. No one ever knowing the real reason for zombies, like Dawn of the Dead, um, all that stuff. They do that. Um, but the thing about those zombie movies is they're compelling. <laughs> you don't like. It's just, like you don't need to know where the zombies come from because it's about the characters, but the characters don't matter in this film. Right. Um, the robot zombie. There was a legit robot zombie in there. Yeah, several. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, what? I saw. I saw that shit. I watched like a little a video thing, and it was yeah. like frame by frame, fucking passing by, and I was like, "That's a fucking robot. One hundred percent. That was a robot." Yeah, absolutely. Again, interesting. Why don't you show us more? Um, right. The next thing is the helicopter kept crapping out, but then it's fine. I mean, I'll yeah. excuse that one a bit, but, like, still... The, the magical mechanic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was on fire and they fixed it. Yeah. Um, the entire what if we are pawns in a time loop talk in the vault. Incredibly interesting idea. Yeah. So, like, when he said that, I was like, oh, that would be so brilliant. And then I was like, no, this is a Zack Snyder film. That's not going to happen. Um, yeah. Um, I will say Zack Snyder has, like, confirmed that there is no attachment to Dawn of the Dead. But, right. like, two things. Number one, the name. Duh. Right, Number two... The Army of the Dead. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Number two, uh, 
if we assume that the characters in Dawn of the Dead knew that Vegas had an issue, um, we could also assume that the guy at the end of Army of the Dead starts Dawn of the Dead. Right. I think he's going to so it's City, like, but yeah. Well, I mean, like, either way, it could become, like, widespread at that point. Yeah. Um, But, like, it's put in place that, like, he said that there's no connection, but then it's, like, shown that there could be in multiple ways, which is kind of, it's just weird. I don't know. I don't, it's it's weird. Carry on. And cause yeah. it's just, that's the payoff that I was thinking. Right, was exactly, thing, exactly. Um, like, the security guy just fell flat. Like, obviously, we all knew that he was going to be the bad guy. But, like, and that's not always bad. Like, you can play with tropes. But, like, if you're going to play with tropes, at least, like, have them be good. Like, he just, like, there was no payoff from there. I, I felt like... This movie was all over the board. I think it's just my normal complaint about Zack Snyder films. Um, I just think this is the worst one of it because there was no payoff. The, it didn't really do anything in zombie movies that made it interesting like Train to Busan or Dawn of the Dead. Like, that's the right. thing. He made a good zombie movie before, but it wasn't yeah, Dawn his. Of the Dead. Yeah, it wasn't his property. And I think that's my main complaint of Zack Snyder is when he does his own things. It's not good. Um, which, I was going to say, I like Dawn of the Dead way more than this. Right, me too. Yeah, um, that was actually like a cool zombie movie. And, like, I don't know how anyone can watch this and still want the Snyderverse. Right. Like, I'm sorry. Like, if you like Zack Snyder as a director, that's fine. I, I'm not a big fan of his stuff. 300 was I, I enjoyed I liked Watchmen I liked Dawn of the Dead um but his films just aren't for me and I think it's I, I don't want to call them sloppy but I fe- they feel sloppy specifically this movie dead pixels blurry footage not well written characters no payoffs like those are all signs of being sloppy and kind of and usually I can forgive that kind of stuff if you are taking risks and he kind of did take a risk with his movie, but at the same time, he it did like it played it safe too. Yeah, I I don't know. It's um, like you said, man. I I think it had a pretty strong plot in a world where Vegas is like trapped in a wall. And honestly, I thought that the opening sequence was really fucking cool. Yeah, no, same. I, um, I, I thought that might have. I think that was probably the best part in the whole movie. It was incredibly yeah. gruesome, and like the uh, the way that it was edited to have the music line up with exactly what was going on on screen was pretty fucking cool. Um, but then it was pretty much all downhill from there. Uh, but like you said, I like that plot. Like, in, in a way that where it's like... That story is a good idea. It's like... Mm-hmm. Could, like but with any a, other a director, like, it would be good. I think this would be great as a comedy directed by Edgar Wright. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Like, uh, I, mean, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like maybe in the world of Shaun of the Dead, one of these zombies happens to be on a plane to Vegas, and the American response is to just be like, and trap Vegas yeah. in storage bins and send Dave Batista on a heist. <sighs> Shaun yeah. of the Dead 2, starring Dave Batista as not Shaun. Not Shaun. <laughs> 
I, I just, I, you know what I, I think is going to happen? Because as of... There's so many plans. As of a day ago, Zack Snyder confirms there's a Sucker Punch Snyder cut. Which why is that a thing, dude? Sucker Punch is does not will not get any better if you add footage to it. I'm sorry. I I like I I actually kind of like that movie. Like, you were I think, the one that showed me that movie. Yeah, I think yeah, I think thematically it's a very cool looking movie. It's the plot wise is still all over the place, but like mm-hmm. it's a cool looking movie. I we're going to get an Army of the Dead Snyder cut one of these days. When does Dawn of the Dead Snyder cut release? God, I don't. <laughs> Dude, there's so many plans for Army of the Dead shit. We're getting a there's, prequel. We're getting a there's show. There's a prequel, a show. Yeah, all that shit. It it's the fucking Army of the Deadiverse. Yeah, I mean Zack Snyder right here in this interview says Zack Snyder says his Army of the Dead two idea is insane. I don't believe that. <laughs> From what I've heard, it it wrapped filming in like 2020. Uh <laughs> Think about that, dude. We're about to have a sequel within the next like six months. Dude, and the craziest thing is we've talked about critics all the time and not to listen to them. This movie on Rotten Tomatoes still is like sitting at sixty percent. Jesus I, fucking Christ, man. I, I just don't know how any could one could watch this and see find any oh, redeeming. Did quality. you not see the same fetus I did? <laughs> like it just like again. It had potential, but potential does not equal good. No, man. Especially if you fumble it that much. Rockets have potentials, dude, but, like, even (laughs) they fucking explode. (laughs) Like. Oh, my God. Man. Like, IMDb is 6 out of 10. I I honestly think this is his worst film. I think it's everything. Everything he does wrong in his movies in a movie. I think it's his worst film that I've seen because I, I I definitely don't think yeah. I've seen every Zack Snyder film, but I uh, oh it's not the worst film I've seen, but this is the worst film of his that I've seen for yeah. sure. Yeah, uh, I'm just looking at these facts too. It's Dave Bautista turned down an offer to appear in the Suicide Squad 2021 in order to work on this film. Uh, I okay. So my opinion on that is kind of weird because like yeah, did. Did he give it up and John Cena took it? Because that I don't care about. <laughs> that would be but funny. Did, did he give it up I don't know. It instead just... of being alongside John Cena? Because that would be kind of sucky. Uh, I don't know. It just sounded, it said he turned down an offer to appear huh. in it and import, in, to work on this film. Um, hmm. Let me see. this. I want to find the thing about the lens specifically. Yeah, I'm not thrilled about the follow-ups. I, 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 like I said, I went into this movie knowing my biases against Zack Snyder. I tried to remove them. It literally took me three times to finish them. Just like I was so bored after 45 minutes, I stopped and went and did something else. Then I came back later that night, watched another 30 minutes of it. Then I think it was at that point where the girl didn't yell out what was happening and just died, and I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> Turn it off again, and then. Dude, she's the most badass character in the movie. She is. <laughs> fucking died immediately. I think the fucking social media character is also an interesting character idea yeah. for the zombie movie. He was cool. He was just there for the vine, bro. Um, this is actually the this was the longest zombie film of all time. 
which it didn't need. Even to be. longer than World War Z? Holy shit. I think so. That's crazy. It did take me two sittings. I will say that. I didn't watch it in one go through. I watched it in two. It went in, yeah. Oh, this is Snyder's second film based on original concept. First one was Sucker Punch. Talked about how Sucker, Sucker Punch had, visually was interesting, but the plot was everywhere. Um, um orig- It's zombies, bro. Well, it's not like the zombie. It's like his was his original, like Vegas zombie. I don't know. Um, this is the first film that Zack Snyder has ever shot digitally. Holy, you fucked that up, Snyder. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you had dead pixels, bro. Yeah. (laughs) What good was it to film digitally? And just, I mean, and this is something I just. How do you film a Vegas film and not have it be? Great lights, big city. Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay. And then there was a, one other problem that this can be very picky of me. Um, there's a reason people don't use the song Zombies by the Cranberries in Zombies film. Yeah. Because it's not a movie about zombies. It's about a, it's a song about two, killed, two kids killed in an explosion during the Troubles in Ireland. It is a very sad song. Not about yeah. zombies. It is a very serious song about the Troubles in Ireland. Yeah. I actually was pissed off when I heard that song in it. There's a reason no other zombie movie has ever used that song. Because right. you listen to it and you know it's not actually about zombies. It's a travesty. Yeah, and it's just like... I feel like that just sums up Army of the Dead. He saw a song called Zombies... Didn't look into anything, didn't get deeper with it, and threw it in. And that's Army of the Dead. I have nothing else to say. I feel like he was in Vegas one night, like, drinking, and he saw somebody, like, on the street, like, and he was like, oh, holy shit, this is it. This is my fucking magnum opus. I have to make this movie. And he, like, went back to fucking Tomorrowland or wherever the fuck Zack Snyder lives. And uh, started writing this insane movie. Yeah, he he went from the casino to his penthouse apartment and started drawing crazy doodles of muscular men doing front flips over card tables and throwing fucking poker tables. When Dave Bautista did that, I was like, he's a fucking robot, too. Right? Oh, my God. (laughs) I just... Immediately, my dad was like, those things are heavy as shit. And I was like, (laughs) hell yeah, they fucking are. And he just threw that thing like a baseball. Ugh. Man, <laughs> I, I cracked up when I saw him do that. Oh, man. I haven't heard you this fired up about a movie in a while. I It's because it's just I love zombie films. I mm-hmm. think, thought the concept was good. I, my Zack Snyder <laughs> frustrations have been building up ever since the Snyder Cut. I just... <laughs> We've talked so much about, like you know, doing a good zombie film, making yeah. a good zombie film. Yeah. And and we've, we've talked about it a bunch, not even just on the Train to Busan episode. Just about that zombie movies have, like, they don't all aren't always used as social commentary, but they most usually are, and mm-hmm. it's a great way to talk about social commentary. I There was no so, so, social commentary no. in this movie at all, unless I missed it. I, I guess there was, like, a weird uh, immigrant thing, but, like, Again, when Zack Snyder tries to do, like, political things or, like, anything with philosophy, like, 
look, Superman's Jesus, it usually falls flat because I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah, I will say there wasn't any, like, Jesus metaphors. Surprisingly, maybe. I'm surprised Dave Batista didn't like I was walk gonna out say. of like a door with his arms <laughs> like on both sides. I thought when the helicopter crashed, he was just gonna be like sprawled out on the fucking propeller. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, what was I saying? I we, we, we when we talk about zombie movies, we always talk about the most important thing. We even talk about this out of in Color Out of Space um, and other horror movies. The most important thing about those movies is are its characters, are the human connections. You want to have a connection with the humans to have them survive. Like in Train to Busan, it is, as much as it is a zombie movie, it's also about a, it's a film about a father and a daughter and trying to get get a connection. Mm-hmm. It keeps same it thing. Same thing happened in Army of the Dead, but I hated both of the characters. <laughs> yeah, it was literally the same story. Father has to get daughter to point A. And daughter like, doesn't that was like it. father. And, and daughter, and daughter like lives. Father. And daughter lives. Holy shit. <laughs> this is the same story. Um, and, and, I, and I absolutely adore one of these movies. And the other one, like... Uh, I'm about to cancel my Netflix subscription. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like the, that's kind of a joke. Like, I wouldn't cancel it just because of Army of the Dead, but like, no, no, yeah, they're just not joke. making good stuff anymore. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I said it last week, but I did finish Love, Death, Robots, and yeah. I agree completely with you and whoever said it in chat. Um, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I do recommend that if you are interested in it, you should watch it. But it does not live up to its predecessor. It's not as good as the first one, and that. It does not live up to it. But I will say, like, I agree again completely. Like, the, the bar was set so ridiculously high. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it feels like there might have been a, a little bit of an, a, a shift because of popularity and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's just... But I did enjoy it, and I do recommend it. It was still very good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I still liked it. Did you, did you have a favorite? Probably Pop Squad. I don't know. That's Pop like the one that good. stands out in my mind. Yeah. Pop Squad. The, the last one was really cool, too. The one with Michael B. Jordan. But, yeah. like, okay, first of all, it felt like, you know, five or six of those ep- eight episodes all had the same animation style. And then the other ones didn't. And it also felt like that Michael B. Jordan story was like the same plot as the first episode except instead of a fucking cleaning vacuum it was like a space robot yeah 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 um it was the same plot you're right actually (laughs) it was just prettier and gorier yeah um so to wrap up this army uh, this army of the dead segment and we can talk about james and brian peach uh, I just found this quote from Hideo Kojima, for those who don't know who he is. Um, Silent Hill. Yeah, prof- like, probably one of the greatest Metal minds in video game yeah, <laughs> history. Um, Whatever that walking simulator one that came out recently. <laughs> E.T. Oh, uh, yeah, Death Stranding. Yeah, like, pretty, like, crazy eccentric art guy on the gaming world who's, like, really good at what he does. Uh, th- I just want to leave this with uh, his, his quotes on Army of the Dead. 
because his he, he hits what I hit, I think, but he's a little bit more sympathetic. Um, this is what his quote says. I watched Army of the Dead, which is now available on Netflix. It was a painful, entertaining, snidering zombie movie that entertained me by turning my head into a zombie. Not to scare me, not to make me laugh, not to make a metaphor for society. I can't believe you called him sympathetic. Well, he said it was entertaining. I'm not even giving him that. <laughs> but I think oh, that's a good man. way of putting it. It turned my head into a zombie, not to scare me, not to make me laugh, not to make a metaphor for society. It literally is just, what he's saying here is, if you turn your brain all the way off, you might yeah. like it. But I wouldn't even give it that. I wouldn't even give it that. Man. Yeah, it says it's like as exciting as when you go to like a bonfire with a bunch of people you're not really chill with, so you yeah. just like watch the fire burn for a while. Exactly. Except you're doing this for two and a half hours. Yeah. Um I don't know. If you like watching guns go pow and zombies run around and like I said, Dave Batista was the redeeming quality to this movie. Not yeah. his character, his not his plot line, not his yeah. writing. Dave Batista, just the fact that he existed, and I'm a fanboy. Yeah, the case would be true also if this role was played by someone like Tom Hardy. Like exactly. I would be in the same boat. I would say I like Tom Hardy. That's the thing I like about this movie. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, you know, guns go bang. Yeah, zombies go grr. He <laughs> kind of missed the mark on this one Snyder the action the action scenes aren't even that great I don't uh. no the the quote unquote coolest action scene in the movie had two of my least favorite parts in it it's when they're like running away from all the zombies in the casino and my two least favorite parts were when the fucking social media guy sapukud because yeah. uh, I wanted him to kind of make it further he was like again like you said probably the most interesting character idea it really was um like, and he German also who was supposed to be like interesting and quirky and stuff like we've seen that done before i didn't care <laughs> yeah the, the social media guy not only did he like come there for the walls or whatever but <laughs> he immediately lost someone yeah. uh so like you knew that he had motives and shit like against yeah. the the one dude like he had like an interesting thing going for him yeah so when he died i was like well that fucking sucks he was like the my number two to Dave Batista there for yeah. most of the movie. And then Dave Batista threw a poker table and I was like, This fucking movie is crazy. I don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. Oh my god. We didn't even talk about the slow motion in the unneeded slow motion. Which oh, there wasn't as much as I thought there was gonna Dude, be. I didn't even notice the slow motion because I was so pissed off at the blur. <laughs> You're right. And then the lack of color. Zack Snyder, that is it's okay to have it's okay yeah, I was to watching have a little the black and white edition. It's okay to have color in your films. I'm, it's okay. No one's going to think differently of you. It's okay to have color in your film. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to take this movie and be like, I should never try to do anything different with zombies. No. Like, I think doing something different with zombies is, is a good idea. You can do that. You just have to, like, get your shit together. Not, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't do what this guy did. Literally, that's it. Like, you... you had dead pi- I mean we can just bring it back to this this is I think the final thing before I like literally bl- have an aneurysm <laughs> um, you had dead pixels in your movie 
That's the life. That's the life. life. Alright, so this week we watch James and the Giant Peach. Uh the 1996 Henry Selleck directed Roald Dahl. I can never say that their name right. You know the the writer of Willy uh, Wonka and the Witches. You guys know on. who I'm talking. You're the famous. It's written by him. Um, uh, James and the on. Giant Peach. It is the stop motion film um, that I feel vindicated for as a child because this movie is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified of it as a kid. I oh, watched it again. And it is a terrifying movie. Don't scare the kids. It's okay, it's not like the story isn't terrifying, but God. <laughs> no, when I was watching it, I was like, okay, I could see why a kid would be afraid of this. <laughs> um, I, I watched it twice. Well, um, I've been having, I've been, a little, a little personal stuff, I've been uh, getting off some medicine that has given me insomnia, like, the withdrawals have given me insomnia, so I haven't been sleeping that much lately. Um, so I watched it once when I was awake for 23 hours straight. And I was like, oh, God, this movie is so trippy and surreal. It's kind of scary. And then I watched it again after I woke up, and I don't think my mind changed. But I don't think it's bad. I think it's actually a pretty good movie. It's pretty sweet. I'm glad that you said that, because I really enjoyed it. And after saying what I said last week and watching this again, it's like, yeah, I could see how this influenced me as a kid. I have a great way of looking at things differently and, you know, Wait, what the fuck? all that shit. I, I, just, I, I googled because I, I wanted to get the IMDB page up and the first question is why was James and the Giant Peach banned and uh, I guess in the book in 1986 a Wisconsin town banned the book because religious groups thought a scene featuring the spider licking her lips could be taken in an <laughs> sexual way what the fuck what the, the satanic panic was wild Jesus chat. mate come on Give me a good film about the satanic panic because things were fucking wild back then. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, Shane, I think you take it away. Uh, take away, uh, what is this movie? What happened in it? Uh, James and the Giant Peach is a tale about a young lad whose parents uh, were taken away from him by a, a quote-unquote rhino. Yes. I, have some, I have some thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, uh, but moving on. Uh, his parents were stripped from his life, so he was uh, sent to the... His aunt's house, uh, st- uh, I can't think of their names right now. Striker and it was Sponge, and yeah, Sponge and Striker. Um, and they suck. Spiker, yeah, they're they're terrible. They're, the worst, they're some of the worst characters. Um, Not like worse than like bad written, but like they're awful humans. Yeah, I think at its core, this story is probably about like a tale about child neglect. Yeah, um, absolutely. But uh, ultimately, you know through a series of magical events. He meets a guy that gives him some glowing bugs. They make a peach grow on a tree. It grows super huge, and, and he uses it to escape his wretched ants, and he goes on a great series of adventures with some animated bug friends of his that he ma- makes that uh, teach him to, uh, you know, look at things differently and be who you are and be adventurous and go where you want to go and do what you want to do. And he does. He makes it all the way to New York City. And then uh, the cops take his shitty ants away, and all is well. He eats the peach and shares it with all the people in New York and his friends. And it's it's a really beautiful story. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's a pretty simple, like, child. Like, it's it was taken from a children's book, but it was adapted really well. Um, I think <laughs> the adventures, like, the rhino was, like, terrifying. Um, yeah, he also defeats the rhino in the end. 
Yeah, well, the, an the stop motion animation is so good. I, I really liked the style. Um, I think last week you said it was um, <clears throat> uh, Tim Burton who directed it, which it wasn't. Uh, yeah, I'm not, saying that to call, I'm not saying that to call you out, but I'm saying that because like it feels like a Tim Burton film. Yeah, he 100%. just produced it. And there is yeah, uh, Jack a Jack Skellington. Jack Skellington is in the film. Yeah. <laughs> they call him a Skellington. Which, Straight uh, up. It, that was so cool. And I love the fact that it's like, so I don't know what year Nightmare Before Christmas came out, uh, but I think it was before this. 93? Okay, so it goes from, just hear me out here, mm -hmm. Jack Skellington, Captain Jack Skellington, <laughs> Captain Jack Sparrow, oh, who, yeah. when he's first met, is in fact... A skeleton. <laughs> oh shit! You're not wrong. <laughs> we found the trilogy. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to say is, uh, as you said, this is based off of a book that is mighty old. I don't, I don't remember when it was written, but I had a little I theory in, in my mind. Sense. Yeah. Um, at a certain point, the rhinovirus was was oh, a fatal okay. a fatal thing in our lives and from what i understand the book is in the book the rhino is a metaphor for death but in the children's story adaptation for disney it is a metaphor for fear right the book came uh, out in 61 by the way i just looked it up 61 okay mm -hmm. um i don't know how far along our knowledge of the common cold was or how old the author was when that was written but isn't it possible that that author yeah, i mean it could at be. some point could have lost their loved ones to the rhinovirus, and not only is it a metaphor for death and fear, but also a literal connection to that. That was the first thing I thought of because it's like it's super ambiguous in the story in the beginning. They're like the rhino took them, and it's gonna get you too. And it's like I was just thinking like it's a pretty old story, you know. Medicine has come a really far way in a really short time. Uh, you know, it was just before the early 1900s that we were like learning that germs were bad and gloves were good. Yeah. So uh, it doesn't seem like that far of a stretch that maybe this was in some way based around that. But I have no way to confirm that. This is all just conjecture, just throwing it out there. <laughs> thought it was an interesting thought while I was watching the movie. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Um, he was born in 1916. So, I mean, absolutely. Could uh, la oh, here we go. Last fatality. From the common. Cold. I mean, I think that's gonna be like 2020. But <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because I mean, uh, Jim Henson died of yeah, pretty much the the cold, the flu in 1990, yeah. like three, two, 92. Yeah, you're right, man. Chemotherapy like ruins people's bodies and gets them killed in silly ways. Right, all the and time. people just don't go. Like that's a Jim Henson. Yeah. Like this is going back to the um, last week. Jim Henson literally died because um. He didn't want to bother people by going to the hospital, and the doctors say if he came an hour earlier, he would have survived. So, I mean, people, it happens. So, yeah, yeah I, that connection I think is a good one. I, I never thought about that. Yeah, I mean, there is technically no cure for the common cold. You can just treat it. Yeah, um, it's a virus, so it's very possible that the author of this was born in 1916 at a young age of, let's say, 10, like the Wee James. 26 yeah i mean the spanish flu is about in that area too so yeah so i don't know that's where my head was at when they were talking about it because it was just so so there are other things too that kind of don't in like encourage this thought <laughs> like 
that, you know, on the opposite side of this, we can just assume that fantastical things happen all the time um, in this universe. So, like, a peach is grown, and then all this fantastical shit's going on, and then his ants, like, drive their car across the ocean. Right, exactly. And they use uh, birds. Yeah, to to fly fly their peach and stuff. So, like, we can also just assume that, like, a literal rhino came from the fucking havens and defeated this kid's parents in some way that he was able to defeat that thing later. I don't know. But, like, oftentimes these stories are based in reality in some way. Right, I mean, we kind of get that they're adventurers too. Is like they're his parents. Like he, the way he talks about them, like that, that could be uh, an unreliable narrator. But he talks about them like going and traveling everywhere. That's kind of why he wants to travel to New York. So, yeah, like, yeah. Could run a rhino out there. Yeah, definitely. Like they could have literally been ran over by a rhino or something, like in the Sahara, yeah. like doing stuff, or uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe a fantastical rhino swooped them up, or maybe they died from a terrible virus. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's like we, it is the kid telling the story at the end. So it is, we have the unreliable narrator. Um, Even though that creepy guy with the fucking bugs is also there. I don't like how he winked at us at the end. Yeah, yeah. That was was creepy. Such a weirdo. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is such a bizarre tale. And I mean, if you look at Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, which. It's also a very bizarre tale. Um, there's something about like those children books that have like this strange, uh, fantastical nature to them. That, especially doll books, that do feel very surreal and very, very, very. Um, they're not concrete, and I do like that about like the chil- children's books and children movies. Is like you don't have to have concrete things going on. You can have these very abstract ideas like the possibility of the rhino being a virus or did his parents actually die because it from a rhino because we are following uh james's story so it's his thought process he's still a kid so yeah the only reason at the end we know that this is a true story is because he's actually living in a peach in in new york in new york (laughs) yeah the only way that like if like if that didn't end on that shot i'd be like is any of this real because of the whole unreliable narrator right like we actually get a shot um with that um yeah so let's talk about what makes james and the giant peach james and the giant peach so we can break it down now so we can rewrite it in a little bit um it's a musical it's the second musical we've done in a row yeah, yeah. Did I ask you if you liked this? Did we talk about that? Yeah, Did you I, like I, it? I liked it. I liked it. Okay. Um. So it, the, there has to be a musical aspect to it. Um. It has this like weird like twenties and thirties New York vibe to it. Mm-hmm. It's like especially the, like the centipede always had the cigar and it was like here, see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking here. Like it's yeah. like that, but a centipede. I wouldn't uh, have been surprised if King Kong helped them down from the Empire State yeah, Building. Exactly. Um, it had that weird, like Tim Burton esque aesthetic, um, mm-hmm. which I mean makes sense. The '90s is when Tim Burton was the like the biggest he's ever been. We yeah, have his yeah. Batman. We have um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, everyone was trying to copy that style. Not like copy that style, but like kind of like pull off that whole. Um, Emo aesthetic, I guess. Emo aesthetic. 
That's where he I'll put it. The hot this. topic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had Edward Scissorhands came out in the nineties. Um, Mars Attacks. He Mars produced. Attacks came out in ninety six. Just a producer. Uh, I think that's worth oh. Yeah. Um, Batman in eighty nine. Beetlejuice in eighty eight. So like this, this was like prime Tim Burton. So you have to have that Tim Burton nineties aesthetic. Um, it has to be childlike in a like childlike wonder kind of okay um there has to be i think some stop motion element to it i I really enjoyed the stop motion art of this um what else what else chat do you guys think there's anything else that makes this if you've seen this film obviously um anything that makes james the giant peach james the giant peach what like what what is like the core thing you'd think of like in one word when you think perspective perspective yeah oh yeah yeah that's like the whole point of uh, a lot of what's going on is just looking at things differently you're right because like the insects being large um you also have the perspective of like actually yeah i mean yeah i agree um, he even says like that's what it, his parents told him he uses it later and yeah. he does the damn thing hell yeah all right well i can't unless you can think of anything else to add to this list so when we remake this film we need to make it a musical it has to have a 19 like 20s 30s style new york vibe to it um it has to have a tim burton aesthetic it has to show some child like wonder um we need to throw some stop motion in there and it has to be a film about perspective so let's I love that it is like a yeah a hybrid movie it's like some stop motion some live action yeah. I, I, I like that. that. I, agree I thought that I too. in my memory there was more stop motion. <laughs> there was yeah, same, same. I thought there was more. I like I thought we got into the peach like pretty early from my memory, mm-hmm. but we don't. Although there was some frames like when he was singing in the beginning drawing making the the hot air balloon and stuff and it was like yeah. shot over his shoulder and he was like drawing. Yeah. You know, maybe it was the glare on my glasses. Maybe it's because I was watching on my computer screen. It could have been any number of things. But I looked at it and I was like, damn, if I didn't know better, that looks like really sophisticated animation. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's just, maybe it was like the lighting in the room or something. I'm like trying to but think it, of like the scene. Um, it, he was singing a song. Like right when he met the spider, he sung her a song. Oh, yeah. I mean, it could have been. I can't remember. Exactly. It, it was not animation. It was not, okay. For sure. No, it was live action. It just like. It just kind of oh, caught me I off see. guard. Yeah, probably the lighting. Okay, yeah, lighting can make it seem like mm-hmm. animation. Okay. It was interesting. It's just like, it had me thinking, like, man, this movie feels like it's in a lot of different mediums. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I like that. I like, there, there's kind of the, the stop motion boom in the 80s and 90s that was used in a very artistic way. Um, we have Alice coming out of the soviet union i think that was from the 70s that it uses stop motion really i I, that wasn't i don't think it was soviet union it was eastern Bloc. um uh we have uh nightmare before christmas we have the argonauts i think that was a little bit a little bit earlier but i guess like stop motion felt like it was more accessible back in the day like we still get stop motion films like isle of the lost isle of dogs and kubu and the two strings um, but I don't know. I just felt like we got more back then. Yeah, no, I, I could, could be, I could be off though. I could be off because now it feels like all stop motion is like robot chicken, which is not a problem. Right. Um, it just feels like it was used more. 
back in the day. Um, all right, so let's get to this part, the last part of our show, the core of our show. For anyone new here, this is the part of Ruining Movies, where we ruin the movies by taking what you guys voted on in our Discord to see how we are remaking this movie. Because we are remaking this movie. It is not a prequel or a sequel. It is a remake in oh, the nice. crime genre. Ooh, so like, I will good, say. It's like Sopranos, Goodfellas. Nice. I said in the beginning of the podcast, um, unlike last week where I said in the beginning that I was not excited for the end because I thought it'd be hard to remake the Muppets, I did say in the beginning before I jumped in chat, I think this is going to be a little easier to remake than something like the Muppets. Yeah, I mean, I agree. So, I mean, crime remake, that can hit already get us New York's 2030s. They call me Jimmy. Now exactly. I'm here to get the peach. So, I mean, the remake obviously is going to not be a modern day crime film. I feel like it has to be like Godfather style, but like earlier. 1920s, like, yeah. like height of American crime. Um, oh, we yeah. have Bonnie and Clyde still running around, I think. And all like, like literally like our, like, the famous people in of that era are criminals and crime lords and gangsters. Um, so I, it's set up in New York in the thirties. Let's boom there. Um, who, yeah, maybe he's like. Yeah, oh, go, go ahead. for it. No, carry uh, on. You were gonna, gonna say. I was a thing. just gonna ask uh, what's next. Oh, <laughs> I, I well, I think that uh, there's somebody in New York who has grown a giant peach. And Jimmy, Ooh. the yeah. gangster who yeah. just wants to get out, is just trying to do his last job. It's and he's got to get this peach so that he can retire to the English countryside. What What if it's the peach is definitely the main, like the peach is the uh, event that triggers. That peach. Yeah, that, that <laughs> triggers the entire film. But what if it's not the peach the gangsters want? It's those bugs that can grow things to insane oh. sizes. Think about. If, oh god, this is this prohibition era. When's when was prohibition? Probably, uh, I don't know. Twenties. Yeah, uh, uh, nineteen twenty to nineteen thirty-three. So this is during prohibition. Uh, we can have some liquor runners, some run runners. Um, get those bugs. I mean, you only, have to, bugs. You only have to smuggle one case of beer if you have those bugs for an That's entire true. year. That's true. It's also weird. Like James of the Giant Beach. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the bugs. The bugs are something crazy, fantastical that uh, can. I mean, I guess you could uh, like maybe also um, turn the peach into alcohol if you ferment. <laughs> yeah. What if Pete Postlethwaite, the creepy guy? Yeah. Is instead of uh, you know these bugs unto james maybe he's just the bug man of new york and like yes. people come to him like the kingpin or something you know yeah so there's these mafia dudes that like need to run bugs because it helps their wheat grow faster and maybe they do have uh like a giant peach that they want to do something with like turn into Absolutely. their their hugest line of like peach schnapps Hell yes, absolutely. That's enough for the like year. Childlike wonder. Um, and I maybe 
Maybe the peach isn't like the inciting incident. Maybe he's going after the bug man. Um, he gets like somehow the peach stops the pursuit. Um, and inside the peach is a bunch of rats, and they're a rival oh. gang. Oh, <laughs> and that's is this like a Trojan element. horse? Yeah, that's like a stop mo the stop motion element. Oh. Like we see Jimmy uh, turn into a stop motion character within it, and instead of like all the insects, it's like a bunch of like wise talking rats. rats with like are they like, guns. Are they Trojan horsing their way into this other gang? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's a rat problem. It's all about perspective. Oh, I see we got a rat problem. No, and... Oh, you got a rat problem, see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're laying lead into our peach. <laughs> oh my god. Yes, there will definitely be. Oh my god, we could have a stop motion, uh, a stop motion scene uh, where it's like a those old school like gangster like uh car chases where like people are leaning <laughs> out of the peach with like Tommy guns just like Man, I like the like the idea of Jimmy just like being unfortunately tied up in all this, right? Like exactly. his boss owns this gang that's got this peach and he's like, We need you to you know, get to the bug man or whatever and yeah. something happens that leads him to going into the peach. Maybe the maybe he gets a bug and he's gotta yeah. give it to his boss and the bug jumps into the peach and goes inside, so he follows it in and finds all the rats. And it's like a speakeasy inside the peach. Yeah, yeah and maybe it changes his perspective, like when he sees that the rats are just like them. Maybe it's like on the inside of the peach, there's like a speakeasy full of rats doing yeah. stuff, playing poker and doing all that. And then yeah. on the outside of the peach, there's just a whole bunch of people in a speakeasy playing exactly. poker and drinking peach schnapps. We're all shit. just the same. Yes, exactly. That's perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. What's the musical aspect? That's the only aspect we haven't touched on. What's the musical aspect of this film? Well, of course, as soon as he meets the rats, they have to sing to him about something. Rat stuff. Rat stuff. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> about being a rat. Um, something about cheese and getting the cheese and surviving the streets. Of yeah. <laughs> We're rats, not cats. The cheese. There's a. There had to be like an opening song, right? Like when you meet Jimmy and the gang. Maybe it's his last. It's his last dance. He's singing about seeing the city. Aww. He has his like trench coat on, his bowler hat. He's Man, trying and, to like, take in the last sights because he's trying to retire to the countryside. Exactly. Um. Maybe. Maybe you know, like, what if Jimmy? I think this is like a saying in old gangsters. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they called like killers like rat catchers or something, and like they're taking care of the rats. Maybe that's what he was. Okay. Like he like took out other gang members. Yeah, this was yeah. his last. He's the rat catcher. Maybe it's Jimmy the rat catcher. I can't remember what James' last name is. But what is James? Uh, James. It's just James. Okay, he doesn't have a last name. No. Um, Jimmy the rat catcher, and then he's going for one last, one last kill. Then he's out and he's singing about it, and then he meets the rats. He needs a family of them and like a bunch yeah. of them that are living in this giant peach. Oh my gosh. And I like, uh, so like at the end, of course, he turns on his gang or everybody gets along and he takes the rats with him to the, to the English countryside. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
Oh yeah, this could be in like London too. Well, my thought was like it'd be the opposite, right? So James and the Giant Peach goes from England to New York, so this one go New from York, New York to England. England. Like he just yeah, retires yeah. to the countryside, a house on yeah, the hill. Yeah. yeah, we can just call it James and the Giant Peach too. It doesn't even need a different name. Jimmy and the Peaches. Jimmy and the Peaches. <laughs> yeah, it's Jimmy the Peaches. <laughs> Hell yeah. Awesome. Um, do we have anything else to add? I think that's a great fucking remake. Yeah, no, I think we nailed it. This Hell is yeah. just... I'm so glad that we watched this again. It, it sort of, like, reminded me of of how I got here, you know? Absolutely. That's a weird thing okay. to say, I mean, but last... I'm not trying to get, like, too personal or anything, no, but no, it's I mean, like, you know, it's good stuff. Weeks, we've covered uh, our childhood movies. Childhood stuff and animation, sort of like in the same week. See, that's what I was yeah. saying. Like these last two weeks have been like animation, and the two weeks before that were uh, whatever we did before that. Edgar Wright, right? <laughs> Edgar Wright. Yeah, we did two Edgar Wright movies, and now we're doing uh, we're jumping into some Italian horror. Um, nice. Yeah, we got a good mix here. Suspiria. So yeah, next week, Suspiria, everyone. It's on YouTube. So I think I think I'm going on my pick. Maybe for to keep consistent, I'll go Korean horror. Oh hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. Awesome. Well, anyway, chat, everyone watching, listening in the future, um, thank you guys for listening, playing along at home, chatting with us. Uh, This has been Ruining Movies, the James and the Giant Peach episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you liked our gangster remake of it. Um, Next week, next episode, if you're in the future, is going to be the 1977 Italian horror, Suspiria. I'm excited to watch it. It's on YouTube. YouTube, please don't take it down in the next week. I need to watch that. Um, but yeah, let's do some plugs and get out of here. Well, and by when I say get out of here, I mean play some video games with some viewers. Are we playing Valorant tonight, or do you want to play Knockout City? I, don't I mean, I, I said before this, we'd probably be playing Valorant, but... Okay, I'm cool with that. I mean, I'm, I'm up for whatever. I just think Valorant's a little more open. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, plugs. Go for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, I live at... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you can get three lives. daily at... <laughs> out on the corner of blank and blank. You could follow my car to and from. No, uh, my social security me. number is... <laughs> For real, though. It's... No. Uh, you can catch me live at twitch.tv slash... Uh, fuck. <laughs> you forgot your name? Your channel? I just stumbled and then, you know, just blew it. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, you can catch me live at twitch.tv slash bring the Shane. Most of my, most of my socials are the same as that, except Twitter. It's, you know, the Shane train. I'm yeah. pretty great. We're pretty great. We do cool yeah. shit. Yeah. I started a new series. I'm playing hardcore Minecraft on Fridays. I'm doing that until I die in Minecraft, not real life, unless the latter comes first. Hell yeah. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, you can find me at my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv slash farm goat. I almost just messed that up. Uh, oh, damn it. I almost had him. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, I have been doing GTA RP uh, a lot lately on my streams. I've been streaming like six to eight hours, which is a lot for me. Nice. Um, so if you want to go follow Jake Bloom, the centric, <laughs> socially awkward filmmaker in Los Santos filming the people trying to find the soul of Los Santos, come check that out. Uh, it's Honestly, it's, it's, it's a blast. Uh, everyone who comes out has been enjoying the streams. We've been meeting a lot of great people on the New Day, New Day RP server. Um, for gta and it's been so fun so come check that out those are thursday fridays and saturdays uh 10 p.m eastern shane and i also 
Uh, play video games on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern called Dummies Play, where we play co-op games. Uh, yesterday we played Knockout City, which was so fun. That game is so, so fun. So yeah. good. Um, Shane and I also have a, another podcast called Survival Check. It is currently on hiatus due to me being incredibly busy. Um, it, that is a podcast uh, about the monsters of the Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition Monster Manual. Um, we're going from A to Z, Eric Okoro to Zombie, covering each of them in an episode talking about uh, their history throughout D&D, talking about how we would use them in our own games, and then going over the stat block and kind of figuring out what they're good at, what they're not. It's, it's a blast. You can find that uh, on Spotify. You can also find Ruining Movies on Spotify. Um, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, follow I, my YouTube, Farm Goat Plays, and all that good stuff. And yeah, we'll see you guys next week. As we cover Suspiria, Ooh, spooky, spooky, spooky. <laughs> it's going to be June, the spooky month of the year. <laughs> We're doing this early for some reason. Because that's just the life we live, you know? That is. All right. Bye, everyone. Be excellent. Adios. Stay good out there. <laughs>